0: Well, good morning, everybody. Great to see you. How are you feeling, everybody? Throw me a high five. So good to see you. Thank you for Ben leading. Thank you for the worship team. Feel you don't have to stay up there all the time. Go and enjoy yourself. Sit down, have a cup of tea or whatever. Great to see you. God bless you all. How are you? Happy yeah. Baptism Day, everybody. I've got my fellow friend up here, Spider-Man. To inspire me today, as I preach don 't take yourself too seriously, Dan. I look at that spider man. <laughs> I could be something prophetic and talk about heroes or but i won 't i 'll talk to you this morning and i 'm excited about talking to you. Thanks for being in church, people. This is the best place to be. Do you know that we 've got twenty three baptisms over our alive church today, everybody. This is good. God is doing some amazing stuff. You know, sometimes you think about it. Oh, I want to be in a move of God. I want to be in a revival. But people, we are the revival. It's about our mindset. It's about our attitude. We could see some great things of what God is doing. We are seeing it. Butterflies is expanding, everybody. God is good. I believe that when you have a big heart for God and you step out for Him, God always provides. That's why I'm not too worried about the building project, everybody. I'm not worried about it because God's going to provide because he has spoken to us. Because it's not for us. It's for people who don't yet know him. And of course, we will benefit as well. Well, uh, what a great time. Baptisms, I love it. Joel Marriott is anointed now. He's anointed and he's affirmed. Isn't it brilliant that every time we get, well, when we get baptized, that God affirms us in who we are. Do you need this morning, is that a word you need in your life? You need to be affirmed of who you are. You're a child of God. God loves you. Last night, we had a crazy Saturday night. It was off the charts. Joe went to bed at nine o'clock and I watched a Billy Graham Netflix film, everybody. Yeah, we're wild. We're wild in Hargreaves' house. And shall I tell you what happened? After Joe went to bed at nine o'clock, I could have flicked through any old Netflix series. But my mother-in-law had said, have you watched the Billy Graham story? Billy Graham was a phenomenal evangelist that uh, was 99, died last year or maybe a couple of years ago. To hear his life story about how many lives that he changed was absolutely brilliant. And it was a snippet of him communicating God's love to people. And as I'm watching this, I was just blown away with the fact that the message is really simple. Oh, I need an amen in the house, everybody. The message is really simple. God loves us. Whilst we were sinners, Christ died for us. Whilst we were still sinners. And that's all that Billy Graham p- preached on. And I tell you what, it opened it up. It opened up doors to him. He got behind the iron curtain and he spoke into many people's lives. And I just want to keep it nice and simple. God loves you, people. Come on. If I was a Russian dancer, I'd start Russian dancing now. Martin gave his life to Jesus Christ this week, everybody. Come on, my man, stand up. (laughs) I love it. Guys, it's happening. It is happening in here. Right, I want to be part of the action. I'll tell you what, Joel's decision as a young man to say, I'm getting baptised for God, is obedience. I love it. I want to say to us, guys, if you haven't yet been baptised, get under the water. When you know Jesus Christ, when you've accepted into his life, Do what Jesus did. He told us to follow in his footsteps. Being Christ is like Christ-like, doing the things that Jesus did. I want to encourage you, next baptism, let us have 25 people who have not yet been baptised. Because what happens is it affirms who you are in Jesus Christ and you get an anointing as you come out of the water. It's a public declaration. You see, I believe that the old has gone and the new has come. 1 Corinthians 16, 9 says this, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. His eyes are watching. Watching. His eyes are watching. He's he's looking for obedient people. He's looking for the Lynn Arrowsmith of this world who goes, I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to start a new butterflies because people are important. He's looking looking. Eyes of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not scary. Well, he's to be feared. I love it. I want to be there. I want to get God's attention. I know I've got his God's attention because he loves me. But as I step out, I believe the obedience goes up a level. Today, people, I want to talk to you about shifting gears. JP, come and join me on stage if that's all right, mate. Let's get you working, mate. Come on, round of applause for the big man. Isn't it interesting that Ben leading, he talks about this shift. He talks about a shift of a mindset, a tweak of a mindset. He talks about shifting gears, shifting gears. And Sam brought the word as well. I want to today talk about shifting gears. Have you ever, I don't know if it goes higher. It's all right. It's Lisa Gibson. Thank you, Lisa and Sam. I appreciate that. Sam, by the way, I'll let you into revelation. Lisa wanted a handbag, not an exercise bike, for her birthday. But we love you. What a generous. <laughs> it's all right. I'm joking, but not really. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, today I want to talk about shifting gears, people. Have you ever met someone or seen someone who is in the wrong gear? What does it look like? Or look, on the wrong size bike, everybody. Have you ever seen it? I think it's one of the most hilarious things when you look look at someone and they're going on a flat or they're going downhill, but they're actually in the wrong gear and their legs are going like that. Have you ever seen it? Have you ever been going up a hill and it's been really, really, really challenging and you've even stopped as you're going up the hill? Come on, son. I'll drag you up here, mate. See, i tell you what, too many people I believe as Christians of people of God and of churches are in the wrong gear. Too many times we're going around too fast, we're going across the same old challenges, and we're going like that, and we're trying to solve them in our own strength, but nothing's happening. Too many times we don't recognize the season, but when we're in challenge, actually, we need to adjust the gear that we're going through. Adjust the mindset, tweak your mindset to what God is saying in your life. I believe God is calling us all to shift gears for him. Baptism baptism is a public declaration that shifts a gear in your relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but do you want to fly for God? Do you want to go fast for God? I don't think it's about achieving for God. I'm a bit of an achiever. You know, like, I, I want to, like... And I know that one of my personal challenges is that I know I don't have to perform. I know I don't have to achieve. But if you're in love with Jesus and you trust his word, you'll be achieving great things for him in his name. Not about that. Do you want me to change mics or are we okay? Hold it. <laughs> Just hold it properly. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> I've been doing this for 20 years, mate. I still can't hold a microphone. <laughs> Keep going, JP. You are right, mate? Yeah, we love him, don't we, everybody? The original Iron Man. I believe that God's calling us to shift gears for your life. He doesn't want the pain and the struggle all the time in all seasons. I believe that he wants to have a rhythm of him in your life. We must walk into all that God has promised as our potential. You see, when you first become a Christian, I think you have a natural pace get to know God, you hear about his goodness, you love him, you feel full of the Holy Spirit. It feels a very natural pace and you're just going around steady. And then over seasons, we complicate it. Now, I believe that God doesn't always want to keep us when we've just become a Christian because he wants to move us forward. It's deeper. You know, um, in in the Bible, it talks about that, doesn't it? 1 1 Corinthians 13, 11, 11 talks about put your childish ways behind you. You need something new. You need to get deeper into the word of God. And I want to encourage you to recognize the season of uphill, but also recognize the season of downhill. Consistency of gear, consistency of relationship with Jesus Christ is how you will move forward. So I've got four things that I will love you. Can we have a little blast, JP? Could you be in the wrong gear? Over there. Are oh, your legs going round? Are you missing the pedals? Can you remember that feeling when you first start? Um, Hello. When you first start, going for it in God, or first start riding a bicycle. Did you ever knock your knee, you know, on the handlebars? That's often because we're on the wrong gear. We're not listening to what God wants to say. Today, God is saying to you, shift gears for him. Shift gears with your perspective. Shift gears with your mindset. Where we are going, we don't need the same mindset that, mindset that we've had for the last 30 years. We're going somewhere because God is speaking to us. Every revelation is fresh in his life for there. So I've got four points. JP, you can chill out for a bit now. (laughs) I can see the glaze. Thank you ever so much. (laughs) I want to give you four, get your notebooks out, get your phones out. I'm going to drop four bits of gold into your life that I feel God is speaking about how you can shift gears for him. He doesn't want you to be struggling in the wrong gear set. He doesn't want you going up hills in the wrong gear set, thinking with a wrong mindset. Not reading the verses, not reading the Bible, not getting into God's. Number one, to shift a mindset, to shift gears for Jesus Christ, I pray that you expand your mind. Expand your mind. Isaiah 55 is one of my amazing, brilliant passage, Revelation. Isaiah 55 verse 8 says this, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Guys, we need to think in a different way. What God wants isn't always what we want. I think we do that with suffering as well, and some of the challenges that we go through. We want to be out of them quickly, but we don't realize that actually that challenge is actually bringing out the gold and bringing out the best in us. Too many times we try and skip over the challenges. But I believe as you're going through it, yes, we pray for healing to come. But embrace the challenge of what God is doing. Expand, expand your mindset to actually what you're going through might actually be the making of you. Oh, I didn't get many amens there. What you're going through might be the making of you. His thoughts are nothing like our thoughts. Well, thank the Lord for that. His thoughts. and you, Sometimes you ever have a negative mindset. So when I read that, when I, when I read that sometimes, I think, oh, maybe maybe going after a really big building isn't, isn't God's mindset. No, I think I've actually got it wrong. I think God's mindset is actually something bigger than far what we're going to. How's your mindset? Do you tweak? Do you shift gears? Do you hear his voice? When you're on a, when you're on a, a road bike, when you're on the Tour de France and you're at the top of your game, the gear shift is a tiny little tweak. Guys, I'm not here being a negative word. I'm just saying, hey, have we thought about a tiny little tweak for God? It's not like the medieval days where you used to have a gear stick like that down there. No, it's a little tweak in your life. To shift gears for God, are we expanding our minds? I want to encourage you to dream big for God as well. I say it every time. But Acts 1 verse 8, it, send, it sends us out and it says, go out to all the ends of the earth. How big is your vision for your life? What is your vision? What are you dreaming on? What do you want to achieve? What's your bucket list? I want you to expand it. I want you to think bigger. And it goes in seasons. Sometimes you might have a little dream, just God, get me through a week. And that's fine. That's a dream. That's a good dream to have. But then in seasons, when you're going downhill and you're in the right gear set, it might be God, provide us with a phenomenal building to see the kingdom built in this city. But whatever it is, expand, dream bigger. Are you with me, people? Number two, to shift gears for the kingdom of God, you need to be courageous, people. It's rightly esteemed first of the human qualities. It often starts, to be courageous, often starts with an inward battle. Have you ever had to make a courageous decision and inside you're thinking, oh, I can't do this? This feels hard. Well, that's being courageous. I would encourage you to be courageous. Joshua one verse six, be strong and courageous for the Lord is with you. I've got to be courageous in making decisions for the kingdom of God. I've got one chance to live. Billy Graham was a courageous decision maker. He went where no one else wanted to go. We look back now and we think, "Oh yeah, that was really good God. opened a door and he was caring for him, which he was. But Billy Graham had to make a courageous decision. On this documentary that I read, he said, he was prepared to die for the cause. Well if that's not courageous living, I don't know what is. Because he knew that when he, was, when he goes, I love that quote, when he dies, don't believe. When it says, Dr. Billy Graham is dead, don't believe it. I am more alive than I have ever been because he's with Christ. When Dan agrees, he's on that slap. Don't believe it, people. I'm going to be more alive than ever. I've got 24 bouncy castles. There's going to be numerous bouncy castles, slides, ball pulls, steak dinners. Sorry, Lara. Sorry, Lara. Veggie burgers are up there as well, I've heard. Uh, Here we go. Trevor, come on, help me out here, okay? We've got a butcher and a vegan in the same house. (laughs) There's a joke about that. Oh, you can't have a laugh in church, can you? (laughs) And with it, be courageous in your decisions. Talking about God in your workplace is courageous living. Because no one else might be talking about it. That is being courageous for Jesus Christ. Taking a brick in faith when you've got no money in your bank account. Oh, yes, I am talking about the building again. is courageous living. Because it's far beyond what you're human. It's where the miracle zone is, guys. See, courageous living is outside of your normality. It's in a miracle zone. That's courageous. It's often very inconvenient, isn't it? When you see good great moves of God, it can often be very inconvenient. I love it. It's great to have Pete Crosby. I really want to honor Pete. Uh, Crosby's in the house. Can we have a big round of applause? A lot of you might know. Stacy's dad. Did you think you'd be called that? Stacy's dad, where well, you've got a beautiful, wonderful daughter. And Pete does some phenomenal work with the homeless guys in this city. Uh, on Fridays through the Baptist church, but much more than that. He cares for people who are homeless, takes people. He's seen numerous people housed all over the city, gone to people with appointments. And I want to honour you, Pete. It's great to have you in the house today. What you're doing for our city is unbelievable. We honour you. But I bet you have to be courageous in what you are living, don't you? And what you're speaking out. The blessing is often in that area where it's inconvenient. But that's about courageous living. Be strong and courageous, people. For your God is with you. Maybe some of you coming to church this morning was actually a very courageous decision. You might be thinking, oh, I don't know what they're going to do. I love it. We've got new people here for the first time. We honour you. It's great to have you with us today. It might have been courageous. might be different from what you normally expect. But that's about shifting a gear. That's about being courageous. Number three, to shift gears for the kingdom of God, you've got to be people of action. Faith without works is dead. We've got to step out. We've got to step out for God. I'm delighted that we're starting a new men's initiative, everybody. Hugh has done a phenomenal job with the shed, but we're just having a little tweak. We're looking at launching someone on a Thursday night. John Mantlo, John Fletcher, a part of the team, Martin Winslade. There's some great guys. Uh, Matthew, Russell as well over here. Um, we're going to be launching a new program for men's ministry on a Thursday night. Once a month, we're going to open up coffee culture and we're going to be connecting with guys who might feel isolated or lonely. We're going to be connecting with guys who might have mental health issues. We're going to create a godly safe place for them. Sam Gibson in the house as well on the team. I love it. That's action. That's stepping out for God. I believe that we're going to see great fruit from that. I would encourage you guys, join a team. That's putting your faith into action. Please don't be a consumer in this church. We don't do it. You're it. Sign up to a team. Give into the house. That's where the influence, that's where the blessing is. Your investment into this house goes far beyond anything you could ever imagine. It's about investing in the house to see us do more and more great stuff. That's how you shift gears. Action. I love it. The mentality pulls each other through. When you see Sky on the uh, probably the best cycling team we have won the Tour de France for probably the last four years – They work in a team. They operate in a team. We are stronger together. When you get together and you work in someone's slipstream, when you work the gears together, that's what we're designed to do. We're designed to be people working together on a mission. We're a family. But we've also got, we're an army. We've got something to do. We've got people to get saved, guys. We've got people to release from poverty. We've got people to get baptised. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Spidey. (laughs) Number four, and finally today, to shift the gears, people, we need a revelation from God. No arms folded, give me an amen in the house. We need a revelation. Galatians 1 verse 12 says this. This is Paul talking. I love this. Uh, I'm going to read from 11. 1 Galatians 11 and 12. Dear brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that the gospel message I preach is not based on mere human reasoning. I received my message from no human source and no one taught me. Instead, I received it by direct revelation from Jesus Christ. So is he. Check that out. To shift gears, we need direct revelation from Jesus Christ. We need to create space. We need to create time for God to speak to us. We don't want our worship team just churning out songs that other people are writing. We want a sound that's coming out of who a live church are. We want our projects to come out of who we are. We want the preaching to come out of who we are. What's the unique revelation that God has given you and God has given us? We've got something special here, guys. We've got a unique anointing. People come in and they say, oh, it feels really friendly. It feels really family. Yes, that's a grace zone that God has given us. We get people saying, oh, I love it. Everyone's just going for it. They're all signing up on teams. They're all being empowered. Yes, because gra- that is a grace zone that God has given us. We empower people to go for it. If you want to start a project, you're it. Don't moan church in doing that. You're a church. Go and do it. We're not getting deep. We're not getting into the word of God enough. <laughs> go on and start a Bible study. Oh. We're not praying enough. Well, why aren't you then? Why are you getting up at 4 a.m.? It's we. Don't blame it on me and Joe. Yes, we've got a grace of leadership in our lives. <laughs> am I getting a bit violent today? <laughs> Joe, yeah, Joe's giving a little simmer down a little bit. <laughs> well, I think Jesus sometimes turned over tables, my darling. Our culture is stop moaning, get on and do it. Because we are the church. We're not going to stop many people from doing stuff unless it's really out there. Well, I'll probably go for it anyway. <laughs> Revelation, what is God speaking to you about? I love it. There's different flavours in this church. It's brilliant. Carve out quality time for you to hear his voice. Rub shoulders with those who you see fruit in. Revelation can sometimes be rubbing shoulders with people you see fruit in. I love it. Conclusion. When we all shift gears, it's a change in our mindset, a little tweak. We can operate with more authority. See, when you change the gears for God, you operate with more authority. I think a mindset needs to say we need to operate the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the grave lives in us. Actually, a gear shift is actually a mindset shift. Is thinking the way that Jesus thought. Is seeing the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead lives in us. It's operating with more authority because recognising the power that lives in us will elevate you to a whole new arena with God. Here's the good news, people. When JP was on there and his legs were going over, I'm not asking you to do more. I actually believe shifting gears is about being simpler with your life. It's not about setting up just more projects, trying to prove for God. It's not about getting busier to get God's approval. I want to take the pressure off you today. But it's being in a constant rhythm with Jesus Christ. None is bang, 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 bang. Let's get in our gears a constant rhythm with Jesus Christ. The best cyclists don't even get off their seats and go for it. They've got a consistent rhythm. So whether they're going uphill or whether they're going downhill, their legs are operating at the same time. People, to walk into our new mentality, our new mindset with Christ, we have got to have a consistent rhythm of spending time with him. Jesus doesn't want you to burn out for him. I used to think he wanted me to burn out for him. Particularly when I was a youth pastor. More, 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 more. Do, 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 do. And there's an element. There's a busyness. There's a fun. There's an electric. You read the Acts. It's all happening. it's all kicking off. It's like every day. So there is an element of go, 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 go. But also there's an element of consistency. What did Jesus do? Three years to change this whole world. And what did he do? Take time out to walk up a mountain, to hear his father's voice, to have revelation. Take the pressure off you. He doesn't want you to burn out for him. He wants you to be radioactive and productive in what you do. He wants you to have a consistent rhythm with him. How is your rhythm? How is your consistency? Can we have some keys up here, please? Would that be all right? It's Paul, Sam in the house. Thank you, Paul. That'd be really good. It's not doing more. I want, you to be, I want you to be free. I know we set up new projects, and I know I'm a bit like, go, 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 go. And I think that's fine. But I don't want anyone to feel any pressure with that. I want you to find your zone. Because when you find your zone, actually, it's not, an act, it's not another drama. So when Lynn's doing all, all her butterflies, it's natural because she's operating in God's grace zone and calling on her life. That's what we've got to find, that consistency with Jesus Christ. I want to put out the challenge Firstly, we do this every week. Have you ever made a decision to follow Jesus Christ? Do you know him as your Lord and Savior? Do you know, recognize that God loves you so much that whilst you were still sinning and far away from him, he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die for you? We want to give people an opportunity to respond to Jesus Christ. We do it every week and we love it. You maybe want to recommit yourself to to Jesus today or you want to make a first-time decision. But secondly, I'm saying to you, is God calling you to shift gears for him? and step into your potential. You see, I've learned that you have to take responsibility for your own walk with God. You can't expect to come every Sunday morning and and this will cover all bases. No, this is a gathering which is dead important to inspire you, to fire you up. But your responsibility with your relationship with Jesus is you. And to shift gears, you've got to make a decision about your life. You've got responsibility for your fire. Connect Groups helps? Yes. Yes revive will help please encourage everyone to fast and pray this Thursday we want to see breakthrough and there is an element that we have to sacrifice in there but I want to I want to say to you take responsibility for your walk with God but you have to you have to change that gear is this residing with some people in the house this morning so I'm going to pray my first prayer is those if you've never accepted Jesus Christ in your life I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that God loves you He died for you. He's got plans for your future. So right where you are, if everyone could bow their head, I'm going to say a quick prayer. And if you agree with this prayer, just say amen at the end. Mix it up, we'll do a different style today. Father God, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that whilst I was still away from you, You sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross so that my sins could be forgiven and that I could walk into the freedom that you've designed me for. God, I say sorry for the way I've been living my life on my own, and I want to walk into your resurrection life. So thank you for dying for me, and I give my life to you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And as every head's bowed, if you've prayed that prayer today, Just where you are, just so I can connect with you afterwards. I love you just to raise your hand. Maybe you've reconnected with God today. Or maybe you've made a first-time decision. Is there anyone in the house? Thank you. That's brilliant. Thank you, Mike. Brilliant. Secondly, are you with me? Are you saying that, yeah, I need to shift gears in my life? I want to shift gears. I want a, a, a new momentum. I want to step out for him right where you are. Just open your hands. up. you can stay seated. I'm just going to pray for you, not just. I'm going to pray. There's a new authority coming over this house. There's a new authority. There's a trusting in Jesus that he will do his thing. Father, God, I thank you for these amazing people here. God, I thank you that you see the potential of what you called them do. God, I pray for there's different mindsets. I pray that they will shift that we will shift gears for your kingdom. I pray that we will think in a new way. I pray that we will recognize that the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the grave lives in us. I pray that we will be proactive on taking responsibility for our walk with you. So, Father, I pray, continue to change, shape this house the way you want it to be. And all God's people said. It's been brilliant to be with you. Ben, come and finish us off. Don't forget tonight's
1: Super Sunday. Let's give it up for Dan. Amazing. Dan, that was so good. You always bring some at good, but I can tell you now, I am never going to forget that message because I think the simplicity of living in the appropriate gear to the season in your life is so good. Um, it's the kind of thing I'd come up with, to be honest with you. I like it. Um, really good. And can I just encourage us as well? Sometimes it's hard for us to see what, what season we're in and what gear we need to be in. Can I encourage us to be people that step alongside our friends, our family, and sometimes speak into that and say, actually, you need to slow down. Or this is the time where you need to really shift up a gear and get, fa- get pedalling faster. So can I encourage us to do that? Great. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Stick around. Don't rush off. We've got teas, coffees, bouncy castles for the children. Um, chat to somebody that you don't know and we will see you tonight and if you do require further prayer do not forget that we've got the prayer team that are always down here every week um it's amazing what they do great all right we'll see you tonight and we'll see you next week thank you